Hello, and welcome to Adventures in Awakening. This is your host, Amber, and we are here today with Ashley Delphine from the Grove Apotheca. How are you today, Ashley? I'm doing awesome. It's snowing here, and I'm super happy. How are you? I'm so good. It is beautiful out, isn't it? Yeah, I totally I like agree. The snow. I love it. I love it. So today we are going to talk all about Reiki, crystals, and the earth chakras. So I've had you on the podcast before. Again, one of my favorite people. Can you start by telling me, well, I guess in the last podcast, you kind of told how you got into Reiki, but can you give us a quick little snippet for those who are new? Um, And maybe this is their first time listening. Yeah. So about 2017, um, I was working a market. I create intuitive jewelry and I sell crystals as well. And I met um, my Reiki master at that show uh, and my eventual Reiki master rather. And I really wasn't into like um, energy healing. It wasn't like part of my path at that time. But as I was working with crystals, I wanted a way to send an extra oomph of like love and support with them. So I started to learn Reiki um, that year. And it basically allowed me to understand energy differently. Um, like I worked with crystals. I've you know, almost a decade now. I've been working with stones. And I, it just helped me to see it um, in a way that everything is connected. Everything is energy. And it really changed everything. From there, I basically started to... I never planned on teaching ever. I was like, I don't want to teach. It terrifies me. And I'm like, I want to teach everything all the time. Um, <laughs> It's really just, I want everyone to be able to experience what energy feels like and to know that they are energetic and they are expansive and um, just completely unlimited possibilities that are available to them. And I feel like uh, the Reiki practice itself, because the energy isn't Reiki, the actual practice is called Reiki. We're working with universal life force energy, which is everywhere. And we all have access to work with it. It's not some um big secret that you have to be like trained in a certain way reiki is just one way to work with that energy i think it's just a really beautiful practice to have and you're actually one of my reiki masters and that's how we met was i mm-hmm. think you were just in the beginning of teaching yeah mm-hmm. yep i was i was about to have my own my first reiki class myself my first level one and i came and, and helped our reiki master uh with attunements during her one of her classes because it was a huge like four like 30 some students or something and she's like I can't do this on myself you guys would have been there forever um so I came and helped with the attunement process and it was probably one of the most beautiful experiences I remember after the attunement process happened um and you all were kind of just sitting with the energy and giving yourself energy I sat in the corner and just sobbed for like uh-huh. the rest of the attunement because I, it just broke me open in such a beautiful way to know that you all were really um, moving into a new place of understanding. And it was just really amazing to experience. Yes, I remember that. I remember you, I think, attuned me. And yeah. I was like, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> and each um, attunement, for at least for me, every it was different like the first time I had like this weird like it wasn't as enjoyable as the second time and then the third mm. time and then exploring even more and like holy fire um completely different it's mm-hmm. it's very interesting how that is oh I didn't really even been attuned to the holy fire yes I'm just oh, level one but in a few weeks I'll awesome. be level two very cool I love that totally different feeling um mm-hmm. you, I'll have to we'll have to chat about it another time but you can feel the difference let's say that for sure very cool um so can you tell us more a little bit about reiki because i love the reiki program that you offer you you really explain i think there are so many different reiki programs out there and you really Mm -hmm. just dig a little deeper which that's what this podcast is all about digging deeper into awakening and um to all the tools that can help you along your way So yeah, can you share a little bit about what you offer? Because I think um, it's amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, So I'm actually not going to be teaching personally for a little while. I've been, I've been kind of being called to go deeper into the practice and learn even more about the culture and things like that. So that I'm actually teaching from a more um, like, 
I guess, knowledgeable in energetically sovereign space. Um, but I basically try to call us into the, just the, basically the energy. Like I said, Reiki is the practice. Um, it's just there, the way that you move your hands, how you make the connection to the energy. You know, there are symbols and, and different um, practices that you can use that come directly from the Japanese lineage. And we really actually talk about the lineage in my classes we talk about why we do things, how we do things. Um, and it's really just trying to give you a better foundation so that you can use that and then like kind of expand into your own understanding. Because a lot of times, especially with Reiki trainings, like there are over 60 different types of Reiki practices. Um, and obviously the original is the Yusui Reiki, which comes from Dr. Miyako Yusui. Um, and you know, he only was around for, I think, less than two decades before he passed on that he was able to offer this um, and really dive into it. And it was just an energy practice that came to him from his own guide team and, and understanding from source. And we work through like our intuition and talking about all the layers of the aura. Uh, I talk about more than seven chakras because there's, I mean, there's hundreds of chakras in our bodies. And the main seven are the, the ones that a lot of... Um, especially uh, Western practitioners were, uh, focus in. Um, we also talk about the tandons, which are more of a traditional Japanese native um, energy centers. There's three tandons in the body, the heaven, the heart, and the earth tandon. And those are just the energy centers. So that basically it's over in your forehead, your heart, and then your gut are the three areas that they really focus on in a lot of the traditional practices. And then, you know, the other chakras that we talk about are ones that are above our heads, like the soul star, the cellar gateway. Um, I talk about the mouth of God chakra, which is in the back of our head, which is a big part of your attunement process. And the earth star, the hand chakra is the higher heart. There's so many other places in the body that we don't realize have this energetic connection and purpose that the more I feel like we know in training. And yes, I do fire host people sometimes with information because I wanted to have everything they need. Like I felt like I needed to dive deeper before I could really teach because I wanted to come from a place of knowledge and wisdom that was my own gnosis that I knew it and felt it before I brought it to somebody else. And I wasn't just regurgitating what I was taught. That's not right. how I play, play the game at all. Um, I like to be able to speak on it without having to look at a manual or um, I want to just be able to, to teach it from my heart. And that's really what my training practices that I bring to the table is. I love that. And that's totally how it should be. I love the tandons. I just want to say, because it, if you think about long, long ago, when we lived in tribes and we were, you know, in community and connected before mm -hmm. we were in the mind, like we're in such a culture, yeah. I think we're going back to being in the heart and the body. Yeah, totally. But way back then we lived with our intuition like every feeling that we got was from the solar plexus the gut and the heart mm -hmm. when you met people back then it was all you were in the mind you were in the body mm -hmm. um and i love that the tandems hit that and it it's the it's heaven heart and earth like the solar plexus and that's totally that feeling the energetic knowing mm -hmm. just like the first time you meet someone um and i think the coming back to, okay, let's maybe get out of the mind into the body, live mm -hmm. through heart, through feeling, through that knowing. I feel Take like the more, time. yeah, yeah, you open up to energy. That's how you live because you know that you have to be and not just do. Because society is so much about doing and production and movement that when you work with energy and you really create a practice around that, you are being and you are feeling and you are just intuiting things. Um, and it's just calling you back to yourself. I think it's just amazing. Like energy to me is just in incredible and being able to work with it. I'm just, it's such an honor to be able to experience that in this lifetime for sure. Okay. So will you still be offering sessions? Yes, I still offer distance sessions. Uh, I don't offer in-person sessions because my energy works a little bit differently. Um, I prefer distance sessions over in-person simply because there's not the physicality of it. Um, I am an empath and being in a session with somebody in a room actually overwhelms my energy. Even if I do protection practices, which I am huge about energy sovereignty. Um, and the distance allows me to just work with your energy. 
And, and I, that's where my skill set is. I love to do things just energetically um, because I don't work in the third and fourth dimensions. I usually work in the fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth dimensional energy, which is more higher, um, which is where your higher self is, is, is more toward the fifth dimension. So that's kind of my wheelhouse. And I feel like the sessions for my own work are closer to like being what I need it to be or what the, the client really needs it to be. Um, so that we're both comfortable and safe in our spaces as well. Um, so yeah, I'll still offer sessions. I do crystal, crystal Reiki and intuitive healing um, and things like that um, through distance sessions online. And it's crazy. People are really weird about distance sessions. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've experienced that too, Amber, but it's just a different type. Um, it feels the same to me. How do you feel about distance sessions? I love distance sessions also I actually have had distance sessions as well as given um I do not see like a difference energetically I'm also Mm -hmm. an empath so sometimes being in that person you know with that person close is um I think I'm pretty good with the boundaries and stuff Mm -hmm. but it is still sometimes takes a while to shake it off but I think I've had more profound experiences me personally Mm -hmm. and distance sessions Mm-hmm. Isn't I feel that like weird? it is. I feel like it kind of lets our, our, the physical, the third dimensional kind of fall away and you're yes. able to actually travel and connect and journey more with the client that you have in front of you, which I think is my favorite because I, I will go into people's past lives and other experiences, find cords that need to be removed. And I can feel those things. I, and for my work, I feel like better in distant sessions than in person. Um, because I like in person, I'm thinking about t- where to touch them, where my body, my hands need to move, where my body needs to be. Am I breathing on them? Am I like touching? Like, you know what I mean? There's, there's none of that extra physical stuff for me. Um, when it's distance, my hands just move energetically and they just do things when I'm working at a distance compared to in person. Um, I'm more theatrical. I feel like sometimes and not like on purpose when it's distance, but like in person, I don't want to freak the client out by like, doing these big elaborate hand gestures but that's what I want to do you know what I mean that's what I do yeah (laughs) um I'm all in there with my tuning forks like I love it weird dance you know (laughs) yeah I love it um so that's just it's a personal preference some people prefer only doing in person and distance is weird for them and I I just I work I think it might also be part of my starseed lineage like I'm Liren and we work very much in the energy bodies and I'm also Arcturus so we work mental bodies like we just we get in our heads a lot and I feel like the distance allows me to get out of my head and back into my heart space and that's really where I feel like I thrive is working just energetically um, and I you, when you're doing, doing distance sessions you actually can be working on the physical body because you are sending energy from your higher self to their higher self and the higher self sending it down to their body so you can work in all four um like all four uh, densities, the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, but it's just energy. It's not like anything about touching or anything like that too. And I feel like for me, when I go, well, I like going to certain practitioners and being in their space and we can have conversation and, you know, do that. But for me, when I'm at home, if I'm having a distance session, I lay in my bed and then I'm not on like Mm -hmm. some strange Reiki table I don't yeah. have to deal with anyone so I can just lay there and I think that's why it takes the session so much it's so much more intense and like mm-hmm. sometimes I'm channeling or da- getting downloads while they're doing the healing yeah and then, you know we get together after and it's like wow that was good so yeah yeah I, totally I definitely highly recommend it guys if you're listening um distance sessions are good especially <laughs> with what's going on in the world right now <laughs> Also that, um, but that I was... <laughs> also that, yeah. So, and then let's talk, can we talk about crystals, move to that a little bit? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> okay. So you have been working with crystals for 10 years. That's a pretty long time. And you discovered mm-hmm. crystals even before Reiki, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I've actually collected rocks my entire life, but didn't really know how to work with them. Um, and then right around the time that my brother passed away, which is when I had my big spiritual, like my biggest spiritual awakening. Um, and that was in 2000 and well, my brain is not working here. 2010. Um, so it was during that time where crystals kind of started waking up to me or I woke up to them rather. And they started talking to me 
um, and actually having conversations with the stones and crystals literally changed the game for me on how I showed up for myself. I was able to wear stones and have protections and setting things there. I was bringing intentionally, I was carrying pieces for all kinds of things. And there's a stone for everything. I mean, literally if someone's like, I have a stone for that. I totally have a stone for you. Like it, it just, it just feels so natural to be a part of that. And stones come from mama earth. Um, you know, we are, we are the children of mama earth and they are also a children of mama earth. So they understand us. They've, you know, they've been through trauma. They've been through, um, healing. They've been through all kinds of different emotions and they've experienced all of the energetics of the earth. So they are already in harmony. And I think it's just a really amazing way to work with crystals or even river stones have a lot of history and knowledge to hold for you. I don't think it's just gemstones and crystals. And yes, they are different. Um, everyone thinks like, like saying crystal or gemstone is the same thing. That's not, um, crystals are actually, they grow in a crystalline structure, which is how you see like a clear quartz point. Anything that grows in a shape is more of a crystalline. So like when pyrite grows into a square, that's a crystalline structure. If it grows into a octahedron like some fluorite does um that's a, that's technically crystalline everything else is a gemstone which means it just kind of grows into whatever shape it needs to usually gemstones grow into other stones um and that's how you usually find them is by breaking them open and kind of finding those pieces in the earth but they're huge so give me go ahead yeah a few examples of gemstones um jaspers like red jasper um okay. Uh, moss agates are gemstones. Um, I'm trying to, I have all of my, my beads next to me from all of my jewelry work. Um, sodalite would be a gemstone. Um, rhodonite, carnelian, okay. all that kind of stuff. Okay. So do you have favorites? I'm sure they change all the time. But... <laughs> There's a couple that have um, I didn't realize were my favorites until I actually like went to go clean my crystals. I actually took all my crystals in my kitchen and washed all of them and gave them all a bath. I have so much clear quartz in my house. It's not even funny. Like it, I think clear quartz is my favorite because it's so it, versatile. Um, it is like amplifying and it's also transmuting and you can um, really ask it and intend it for anything um, you can use it to push energy and move energy and create and destroy energy. It's an amazing, absolutely amazing stone to work with. I think everyone has to have quartz in their lives. And if you think about, we're talking about like older civilizations like Atlantis, for example, their entire civilization ran on clear quartz. Um, they actually, like their cities were lit by clear quartz. It would be like this glowing ember um, of quartz would be a lamp in their house and that's how they ran their entire city was on the amplification of that stone um, selenite obviously is great clearing cleansing and charging super protective pure white light energy um, fluorite always comes but I am a jasper baby I love jaspers um, ocean jasper is probably my absolute favorite because it like it brings in the water and the earth element it's like deep healing, like helps you to go under the waters. Being a cancer son, I'm a bit of an emotional child. Um, and it really helps me to feel like safe in my emotional body. And like, I'm not overreacting, um, but also helping me dive deeper into those like inner child wounds and things like that that kind of happen. Ocean like Jasper. Yes, Ocean Jasper is amazing. And it's so cool. It looks so different depending on the piece that you have. It has this like orbital structure to it, which is like these little round dots all over it. Um, it's usually like blues, blues and purples and whites and reds. Like there's so many different versions, but it's only found in Madagascar. Um, you can't find it anywhere else in the world. They've actually stopped mining it because there's only one pocket and they can't access it anymore. Um, it's actually under the surface of the water. So they can only access it when um, it's at low tide. And there's no other spots they found on Madagascar to be able to mine it. So anything on the market right now is all we got. So I wow. hoard ocean jasper as much as I can. I love it. I love it. So um, you started in 2010 when you started my spiritual awakening in 2010 too. It was the mm. birth of my third child. And my, I just completely changed as a person. 
Does that make sense? <laughs> like, I mean, I would have like these vivid dreams, all that stuff. So what was the first thing that you were like, okay, I love crystals. Let me take this a little deeper. I was already playing around with jewelry making in high school. I would um, like buy jewelry from a store and take it all apart and put it back together in a different way. Cause I just loved like being able to create things that you could wear. So I started actually buying beads like gemstone and, and crystal beads and started making jewelry for my friends and for myself because I wanted to wear them. It was easier to wear for me than to carry because, you know, women don't get pockets in their clothing. So where do we put them? And I want them on my body. <laughs> Putting mm-hmm. them in my bra isn't always comfortable. You so know how many crystals wear. I've lost because I put I them in my bra and I don't have uh, anything to hold them up and they can my- fall right out. I still grieve this one piece of black tourmaline that I swear I lost in a bathroom in Columbus, Ohio. And I, I think about it all the time and I still, I can't find, I think it fell out of my bra. I'm so yeah. mad. I grieve it all the time. Okay. I'll have mine fly out during yoga classes. Yes. Like, wait, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, that's so funny. Um, what were we talking about? My brain just went into like a baby bit of grief. because that's Sorry. So- uh- you're thinking about it oh maybe it'll reappear when it's meant to be oh I would love that yeah so you started making jewelry out of crystals oh yeah yeah so I was making bracelets and like wrapped um wire wrapped pendants and I was terrible at that I'm gonna be honest so I stopped making those um and then I found malas I found someone was talking about it online I did some research on you know what the practice of using a mala was and it's basically a meditation tool that came from Tibet and China in that area used in you know buddhism in tibet um and it was a way to and usually they're made from um like wood or things like that but some people made them with crystals so i started making them out of stone and um it's just kind of been a beautiful love story from there i work with the stones as they are the ones who are leading the session i actually will sit down with the intention that the person brings to me and i will let the stones tell me what they want to do um, there's a point in the creation process where I've placed the last stone and the energy just starts flowing and I can feel it moving through the actual design like a circle and it, there's no breaks there's no squiggly energy I don't know if squiggly energy makes sense to you but it's not, not like static mm-hmm. it just moves so beautifully um, and I know that like that's the design that it's set and some stones are super talkative and chatty during sessions some stones like don't even look in my direction <laughs> um but that's part of my empathy. I'm actually a crystal empath and I work with them in that way that, that they're actually working with your energy and I kind of call your energy and your guides in and allow them to create the peace for you. And I've been doing that since 2017 as well. When I started my Reiki journey was like to end of 2016, early 2017 is where I really settled into that. And I've been doing that ever since. Um, it's one of the many hats that I wear is a intuitive jewelry designer and I absolutely love making stuff. So they communicate to you basically telling you what, what crystals to choose and mm-hmm. where yeah, to place like, it and all that. Yeah. Sometimes I'll go by my own knowledge of the stones and then I'll know that like the energy is set by how it feels on the board. Other times I literally pull out a tray of beads and grab a stone and have no, re- no idea why I'm grabbing it. And then when I'm putting the guide together, because I send like this love note with every piece that I make, and then it has like, you know, why I chose your piece and why the stones were on it. And I give you like different properties. And while I'm reading through the properties of all the stones that came together, a intention will flow in. And it's like, this is exactly what it was supposed to be. Um, so sometimes it's my own like thought process, some, but most of the time it's actually the stones being like, no, we're going to do it this way. So I'm like, okay, lead me where we're going. Um, oh, I love yeah. that. I actually have, a, I had a piece from you. I had a had. bracelet. Yes. So what I wanted to add, bracelet, and I use it a lot because it, like if I'm teaching yoga, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll just have it on me or um, the big quartz at the end broke off and I've oh, re no. it on like so many times, but I've had it forever, like over uh, quite a few years. Yeah. Um, so I think it's time to like graduate to a new yeah. one what do you think like I think because I keep putting it on and it keeps coming off so now I just have it in my car as like my energetic <laughs> high-vibing car piece yeah um, there are sometimes when people will um the intention or the purpose of why you wanted that piece is no longer valid for you um and then I can either rework what you have or create something new um there's ways to incorporate the, what you have as well and I I'll obviously cleanse the stones ask them how they want to be remade or whatever intention you want to pull in 
and you kind of go from there. There's all kinds of ways. I am, I do not like to waste beads or to let like stones pass unless you bury them and give them back to the earth. That's completely different. But um, I will reuse and repurpose as much as I can just to, you know, give the earth a little break. So I'm not buying new pieces and stuff like that if I don't need to. Yes. And I used mine like every day a lot. And I do think that I've the purpose of it and I could feel it because I kept putting it, you know, I can Mm -hmm. energetically feel, okay, time for a new one. Let's see what comes up. Yeah. Um, But I do like, I would, because I think also when I would be like in meditation, I would fiddle with it. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's part of, you know, part of it. That's what you're supposed to do though, is fiddle with it. Yeah. Um, Touch it, feel it. Totally sensory. Connect with it. Absolutely. So I also have one of your pendants, which I love. You make the most beautiful, is it? Yeah, pendant. Is that what it's called? Like a pendulum? Pendulum is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The ones that you use for divination, I'm assuming, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. A pendulum. Yes. Yeah. So, and you have a site on Etsy. Yep. The Grove Apotheca. Mm -hmm. Go check out all of your beautiful... And if you guys don't follow her on Instagram, she posts, you post the most beautiful pieces and pictures Mm. and you do get this lovely letter with the intention and it's so good. Do you have anything else you want to share about crystals? Like for me, I know I have crystals all over my home. I've crystal gridded my house, all my kids' rooms, the Mm -hmm. garden, the property. I've even placed crystals in our woods that are like the park. I love Just to like (laughs) help um raise the vibration and I put them in the plants in my home yeah perfect. because I I don't have earth energy in my birth chart at all so I need to feel like grounded always and have the support and the plants project that out when you put like I'll put um quartz balls or mm-hmm. rose quartz or even the little skulls um do you use crystals in other ways other than jewelry making I mean, they're all over my house, obviously, yes. Um, I use them in Reiki sessions as well um, to send energy in that way and to do different types of healing, like different modalities in that way as well. Um, the biggest thing that I talk about with stones is talk to your stones. Um, a lot of times we place things or carry things and we don't, we haven't set an intention for why we're working with them. They're like, oh, this one looks good for today. Don't take this with me. But why are you taking that one with you? What is it actually doing? Do you have a relationship with it? Are you spending time with it or just putting it in your pocket? Um, so the biggest thing is I like ask your stones to do a certain task for you. And because you're sharing energy back and forth, the stones, it's kind of like going to a brand new job. Like say you start your first day of work, you go in and they tell you to just find something to do. And you're like, okay, like, um, should I have some kind of direction? This is, I've never been here before. Um, but if they gave you a task, you could actually show up in your fullness and that's exactly what a stone does. If you're carrying a stone and it has a purpose and a mission and what it's doing, it's going to show up big for you. But if you're just carrying it for fun, it's not, or just because you like, it was the one that kind of stuck, stuck out to you. It's not going to do as much of a job as it probably could be doing. So, um, cleansing and clearing your stones is going to be really important as well because you're actually taking the energy out of them that is not theirs and setting them back to their original state, which is a respect and a reverence for the stones that you're working with because they can get exhausted and overworked just like we can. They take on things that aren't theirs. So mm-hmm. um, I just, yeah, I fiddle with stones all the time. I have them, you know, next to my couch um, at night. I have this beautiful um, copper sphere and yes, it's a metal. It's not actually a gemstone or a crystal. But copper is amazing just for clearing energy, um, like grounding you in. And I play with it all the time. And it's really just a way to um, kind of calm energy down. Um, I have ADHD and it really helps me to focus if I have a stone in my hand to kind of play with. So it's also a sensory thing. Um, Yes, you can use them energetically, but you can also just love on them. Like you don't have to just use them for something. You can give them energy and give them support and do things like that. Um, different stones are great for driving, putting them in your car, like amethyst or moonstone are both traveler stones. There's so many ways to use them. I also put them on my plants too. I have a, a huge, beautiful um, aloe plant um, and I have a bunch of moss agate and amethyst and quartz in her pot with her and she loves them. And stones are so good for so many different reasons. 
So if you guys are curious, check out your website, the Etsy shop, or if you're having, Mm -hmm. like, if you notice there's a certain thing that you're struggling on in life or having an issue with, there is a stone to help with that. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Um, My website's actually a free guide, a free resource that has a, um, 108 different stones that you can look at. And, and actually I give you the chakra association as well as a few of the keywords. Um, and that's on my website. It's under free resources um, in my menu and you can download that and just have that as a resource to look at for stones that you want to work with. Awesome. That's a great, that's a great starting point. Um, and then I wanted to ask when they communicate with you, do you hear voices or do you just intuitively know? both this is for me yeah. not the okay yeah do you hear like so if I hear a masculine voice it's on my right side and if I hear a feminine voice it's on my left side like there's mm. never been the opposite like and I think gotcha. that's because right side is masculine left side is feminine energy of the yeah, body it's possible yeah I don't hear them as um I hear them in my head I don't actually hear like um out-of-body voices I work with crystal skulls as well and each of them have their own personality and I can tell by the connotation of the words or the um there's a name for like how they speak um as to who's talking Uh, I have one red jasper skull who is very stern but very protective like he doesn't want anybody else to touch him besides me and Tara um and other skulls that like talk very soft and sweet um but he's very stern he actually has a very viking energy to him in a past life um there's a lot of things there's so many different things to work with those stones we have like three podcasts just for that but we're seriously yeah there's so many ways to work with them uh so you mentioned also real quick energy sovereignty Mm -hmm. are you you are holding uh session on that coming up soon correct yeah I'm actually offering a three-hour class next Saturday so not this one next Saturday the 29th it's at 2 p.m eastern standard time Um, and we're basically going to talk about energy protection practices why we need to have them what they really can do for us because it it literally changes the game with your energy how you connect in your intuition when you actually are protecting your channel um and there's a lot of things you're protecting it from I'm going to explain different types of attachments and things like that that can be helpful and then I'm going to go through a shit ton of different types of um, practices that you can blend together and we're going to talk about why one might be good for you one might not and then we're going to practice all of them at the end um so we're going to give you a chance to kind of feel into all of them and then you can build your protection practice according to what feels good to you because one size does not fit all um, and energy sovereignty is just basically believing and knowing that your energy is yours and no one else has access to you without your permission. Um, there's also physical sovereignty, emotional and mental sovereignty, but energy sovereignty can work in all of those realms as well. Um, so it's helping you to create that practice for you. I think it's super important right now with the way the world is. Yeah, totally. I mean, you walk out into a grocery store. I don't know if you've been to oh, one lately, exhausting. but it's like gone. It is yeah. so like I've <laughs> I've had to clear myself mm-hmm. more than normal, and half the time, like I do, always say set boundaries. But um, sometimes just like you're, you know, it's life, and you're rushing, and I don't always remember my crystals. And yeah, yeah, happens. I've actually not been carrying crystals out in public lately, which is weird for me. Um, I think I've just been trying to work with my own energy field as that is sovereign, and not having to rely on any other tools to do that. I feel like that strengthens the practice and the self connection that you have. Um, and that's really what this is going to be talking about is creating your own energy connection with yourself. I feel like a lot of us have lost that in some ways, especially, you know, from being overworked or burnt out or with the everything going on right now, we are just, we're in a constant state of like, what the fuck? And yeah. um, connecting deeper to ourselves is actually going to help you feel better daily I can even give an example like yesterday um, before I sat down, I was feeling a little like all over the place in the morning. But before I sat down to work, I actually set energy protections at my desk and I literally like was busting through a ton of work. And usually I'm all over the place doing six different tasks at the same time. But I was like getting things done so quickly because I knew that everything that was coming through was meant to be in that moment. It calls you back to your present moment is what an energy practice does. Um, And it really 
it literally <laughs> and today I'm like I'm all over the place can't get shit done haven't tried, I haven't done anything <laughs> like it's it's such a different experience because you're taking time to settle into you before you go into anything else so yes yeah and the energy of today astrologically is pretty crazy from what I hear so oh, it cool. is we're supposed to be that way. And it's just, I, there's big changes happening today. Um, I saw something that you posted on Instagram saying where you're setting these boundaries because otherwise you can basically he- hear Tara's thoughts. Like you guys oh are so my connected. God. Yes. My husband and I are the same way. And I do struggle to like, I, I'm a procrastinator. I will do, clean the house, do the, do everything other than the actual work. Like I need to do, but we're so connected. Like, we'll be thinking something and I'll say it or vice versa. And I'm, we are he's like, stop mind fucking me. Like yeah. get out of my head. Yeah. I seriously like, stop say it. that. I was like, get out of my head. I was just thinking about that. Um, yes. And I think it's, it's because when you have a deep connection with somebody, it could be your partner, your friends, people, even at work or your bosses. Um, when you're with them, like Tara and I are together 24 seven, like we both work from home. So like we're always in the space together. Our energy is always mingling um and she'll be across the house and I will literally hear her thinking about something but I don't realize that it's hers and then I'll say hey um what if we do this later she's like I literally was just like stop get out of my head I'm like I'm so sorry so it actually (laughs) is it's in some ways it's actually a boundary that you've crossed but didn't realize that you crossed it because it's just Mm -hmm. kind of there um and it's not allowing them to be sovereign and you're not being sovereign because you're literally mixing all of your energy together all the time and we're supposed to have our own energy fields and our own thoughts and our own um purposes and things like that so being connected is amazing i i like being able to understand her on that level but it also you know needs to be a respect thing you're not connecting to someone else's energy without the permission in some ways without even knowing what you're doing Um, So just kind of checking in with yourself with that stuff. And when that happens, I actually see like a wall come up in front of me. Like, I'm so sorry. And I pull this energy wall up in front of me that says like, I'm, this is not mine. Like, this is not mine. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just uh, also a way to keep your own thoughts from being scattered by somebody else's thoughts. um, Because that can happen a lot. You won't be able to focus on your own stuff because you're in somebody else's head. Let's not do that. Call it back. And, the more the vibration of the planet keeps raising and we keep as individuals raising, there's going to be more telepathic tendencies. We're going to really have to be very protective of our energy and know what's ours and really be embody our, you know, our own self, our own energy. So definitely this is uh, three hours worth checking out. If they're not able to make it in person, can it be sent via zoom or no? Oh, it's going to be yes. um, Automatic you'll get a lifetime access to it for sure. And there's also going to be a manual that'll come with it. I'm currently writing that beauty um, and getting everything ready. It'll give you all the information from the class. And then we're basically going to go over it because I don't talking in a class sometimes and just listening doesn't give me enough. I like to have the physicalness and like to see it and read myself and to kind of have an extra layer of kind of training, I guess, in some ways. So I always give everybody like a, a manual to download if they want to. Plus you forget so much like when you're that too yeah (laughs) it's like at least I do (laughs) wait what um so another thing I wanted to talk about which is also on your Etsy shop or um is the brand new earth chakra little booklet that you created which is super cool so I'm so I was so 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 excited when I actually pressed like publish and I was like oh my god it's happening um I have been working with the earth chakras in probably the last year or so especially since um my co-creator sarah and i created um, our starseed school and it's a really just a way of grade keeping with the earth and connecting deeper to the energies here because we as humans are working in duality like we have the light in the shadow and you know all of the things that we work through but the earth is already in harmony and we are trying to get to that place and connect with her more, more as much as we can. But we kind of separate ourselves from the earth. We don't think that we are the same as her. We are exactly the same. We are of her. Um, yes, we have alien DNA. We also have earth DNA. But she is what we live on, what we have to respect and take care of. We don't do it quite enough. So I um, created this guide. It talks about the main seven chakras and the locations on the earth. It also gives you a um, printable 
um, map so that you can actually work with the earth chakras and send energy to those places. Um, each, there's a whole page for each of the individual chakras, which actually gives you a visual picture of it. Like for example, the heart chakra is in Glastonbury Tor, Shaftesbury in Stonehenge in the uh, Southern England. And it actually creates this beautiful triangle of energy. Um, and the triangle, if you look at the heart is actually part of the, um, the Merkaba that is in our heart chakra, which is actually the, the sacred geometry. It's a part of our heart space. Um, and that talks about in that manual, the keepers of the land. So meaning the ancestral and the tribal people that are part of that space who actually have created um, practices and um, homes in those spaces because they understand the energetic significance of those, those places in the world and talks about how they've connected, how long they've been there and things like that. And I also talk about two other places in the world um, that are sacred sites that actually also are very, very um, beneficial to work with. It's just a really beautiful guide of connection. And the earth chakras are like the pure energy of the chakras that we have in our bodies. So connecting with the earthly places actually helps you to commune with your own energy centers um, and send healing to her and receive healing right back. So earth chakras are absolutely incredible places to work with. And you do basically distant sessions. Yep. You like can. Distant yep. Earth. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I actually use stones on my, my grid. So I'll use actually chakra stones. So stones that, that connect to each of the chakras, like with the root, I'll use red Jasper um, heart. For example, I usually use like green um, aventurine or malachite. Um, and I also use clear quartz and I make connections because there are ley lines that, that um, are on the earth. Um, there's two major ley lines that almost all of the, the main chakras lay on. Um, and it's called the great dragon and the um, rainbow serpent lines. Uh, the great dragon is the male and the rainbow serpent is the female ley line. Um, and it talks about how the energy flows through those within this guide and you can actually flow with that energy on the earth and kind of feel how it's moving through the energy centers. It's actually really incredible. It's a really, really cool experience. Do you have a favorite one? Like, have you, you've connected to each center. Do you have a mm -hmm. favorite one? Um, Uluru, which is um, in Australia, is the solar plexus. And I always go to that one for some reason. I think it's the Mook Jasper that I work with constantly because, you know, I'm a Jasper baby. But uh -huh. Mook Jasper is amazing, and it, you can only find that in Australia. You can't find it anywhere else in the world. Um, and I'm always drawn to Uluru. It's just this beautiful um, rock. It's also um, the Kata Tajua. Um, Tajuda, I think is how you pronounce it, Kata Tajuda. It's a part of the Northern Territory in Australia. It's close to the central part of Australia. Um, but it is just an incredible like formation that is said to be have created by the Pleiadians. Um, did we talk about this space in your reading? Yes. I actually yes. had something to do. Yes, we did. Yes. Um, this, sorry. this is your, <laughs> yeah. Uluru came up in your, your Akashic uh, <laughs> records reading. That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. so they say the Pleiadians actually created this and they were part of the creation story from the Anangu tribe, which is actually the Aboriginal people of that space. Um, and they actually still live on that land and live the same way that they have for thousands of years. And they have a relationship with that rock. It's actually part of their experience. Um, so it's it, the solar plexus is definitely really in, uh, incredible. The sacral is whew, the sacral chakra is in South America and it is just um, so powerful. It actually has a cross of both of the uh, ley lines. It actually runs through both of them. Um, and there's like this amazing temple that's under the water. I talk about all this in the guide. I just, I absolutely love these energy spaces. Um, oh, they're just so good. They're so good. I think my favorite that I have a lot, I actually have several that I connect with here but Mount Shasta mm -hmm. I think I want to go there so bad yeah. in real life go there um, I'm very drawn to there lately um, but I do a lot of grid work as well like working mm -hmm. with the ley lines and through meditation um, and just holding that frequency mm -hmm. so 
what I think is super cool is that all of the earth chakras that you discuss in your booklet, um, every single one of them is known for like having insane energy in mm-hmm. a good way. Maybe yeah. alien sighting, spaceships, stuff all, you know <laughs> totally. what I mean? Like, yeah, connected to sacred, like, or like Lemuria or Atlantis, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, there's even like stories about Mount Shasta. Um, like people go there to have awakenings and same mm-hmm. thing with like Egypt. And like, once you go yeah. there, the energy is just super, it changes you. It changes your vibration because yeah. you're going to this really intense energetic place. Mm-hmm. I think that's why a lot of the native people and the Aboriginal tribes and things like that actually went to these spaces because they were connected with the earth. They knew that these spaces were energetically sovereign and they were bringing up more harmony and balance in creation energy up onto the land. So they went and were drawn to these places for those reasons. There isn't a single place that doesn't have a group of people that um, call it home and have created, you know, lives and amazing practices around these spaces why do you think having this guide and just having this information is so important right now with what's going on in the world um i feel like feeling into the earth chakras or knowing where they're at is actually a way to check in with the um, health and vitality of the earth um because a lot of things that, that happen in certain areas like a lot of things in the middle east are very close to the throat chakra a lot of the things that are happening right now in like Palestine and things like that are they're talking there. They want like to be able to have self-expression to have freedom. And that's where the throat chakra is. Is, is it actually in Giza? Um, and it actually creates this triangle with Mount Sinai and the Mount of Olives. And that triangle of energy radiates farther than just those three places. So anything that's close to those chakras can be an indication but there's like an up-leveling of energy happening. And anytime we have an up-leveling, we have to think of like a realignment of energy. There's going to be war or upset or um, natural disasters and things happening. So knowing where these places are is a way for you to tap into what's going on in the world and also find and ask for healing or connect deeper into the earth and see how she's doing. Because we don't think about her enough. I really don't think that we do. Um, you know, we, we are in some ways, you know, hurting her in other ways, we're helping her. But I feel like this is just a way for us to respect and give reverence to the home that has invited us to be a part of her experience. Absolutely. And the nodes just shift astrologically. So we're in Taurus now for the next like year and a half, a little 18 months or so. Um, And Taurus is totally earth-based, like, Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. the next year and a half, we're going to be called to look at the way we treat the earth, look at the way mm-hmm. we're, the food we're putting in our body, just having that respect of um, coming back to mama earth and seeing that she's here to support us and give us everything we need. Um, and just how are we treating her? How are we looking at everything? Yeah, I totally agree. And then for me, like I know to go outside and just place my bare feet on the earth any your complete vibration like you then tune into the earth's frequency and it completely just shifts your energy field oh completely yeah earthing is amazing especially certain people that have different gifts uh really anybody should be connecting with the earth in some ways because it actually re um revitalizes your own energy field and helps you to kind of like resets your body in some ways um And the earth will work with you in healing and things like that too, especially if you give energy through your feet and then receive energy back up. Um, The deeper relationship you have with the earth is the deeper relationship you have with yourself is kind of how I see it. So Mm -hmm. you going outside and doing that is a beautiful way to connect in. Plus, you know, you do work in the higher chakras and your, you know, stellar gateway gift keeps you in the upper. So you have to go into the lower chakras and connect with the earth to really help you to stay grounded and not floating around all the time I'm flying all over the place most yes. Of the time. yes yes and I you. think it's funny too that like in my birth chart I have zero earth well I mean like, you, still, if you, you still have like the parts of your life are earthy because they have like the Taurus or the Capricorn as their rulers but they don't have any planets in earth signs is that what you mean no none <laughs> and if okay. you were to look at me as a person or like you know I'm very like earthy 
like yeah you seem very like down to earth motherly yeah and then totally um but yeah I need that I have to like be outside or connected like the normal person absolutely I mean if I'm having a shitty day or I'm stressed out or I'm super full of anxiety I'll go run and walk in my yard with no with no shoes on and I come back in feeling completely different yes like yeah touching leaves or smelling flowers and just connecting with the things that grow and experience like the shadow and the light of the earth which is what seeds and trees and plants do they go into the earth and find the shadow and they come up into the light it's just experiencing all of the elements in one place and I absolutely just love everything about it yes and and she does feel like so they cut down a bunch of the trees in our woods it's like a oh park. god um, I'm sorry <laughs> that it, makes my heart hurt yes so it was all ash trees but mm-hmm. I went for a walk in the woods and I was like crying I bet <laughs> oh my god I'm so sorry <laughs> like I'll fix it I like I could feel the energy like I was such mm-hmm. an empath that I was out there like I came home and I'm like kids you're not gonna believe what they did like <laughs> I'm out there like placing crystals everywhere trying to like make it feel better like <laughs> yeah totally oh, so yeah. if you feel her energy you can feel like the way you would hug a tree or place your feet in the ocean and like feel that power mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah. is there anything else that you would like to share about everything we talked about whether it be reiki uh, energy sovereignty or your beautiful earth chakra guide um, i mean I they're all so important so. right now i think it's just asking everybody that's listening to just love themselves to just connect into who they are because we need your light we need everything all of your gifts every part of you to be here present in in what's happening in the world and I'm just grateful to be able to be here at this time even though it's hard um to be able to be here with all of you and experience your growth and expansion it's just an absolutely beautiful experience yes and we all chose to be here at this time for a reason Mm -hmm. yes come together so thank yep. you so, so much for being on the podcast. Again. Yeah. Um, give the listeners your website one more time um, so that they can check it out or even head over to the Etsy shop. Um, and then I'll, I'll tag it all on the podcast as well. But I wanted you to share. You're going to make me spell it again. <laughs> you don't have to spell it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Um, so the website is thegroveapotheca.com. T-H-E-G-R-O-V-E a-p-o-t-h-i-c-a.com and it's also the same on etsy and instagram the grove apotheca it's literally across the board uh you can find me in all three places i don't have a facebook um no thank you um but i definitely am um on instagram all the time sharing all the beauties and the things and the pretties and excitements about life so um come join me Yes. And if any of this guys resonated with you, definitely look at her free resources, get a crystal, a bracelet, a mala, feel that connection. And you sell crystals also on your Etsy, right? Yep. You... Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. I do. Awesome. Yes. All handpicked. Yeah. I love, I love touching them and feeling them before I give them to anybody else. So. Yes. I ordered quite a few. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem. Is it? all right beautiful day and thank you everyone for tuning in and listening and remember when you awaken you you remember you namaste